we have had this chandelier here smack violently. It's almost like the room became chaotic. They usually hear it first and they'll look over there and see the, the door handle just like jiggling back and forth and then sure enough the door will open. He was uh, getting out of the bathtub. He slipped, fell, broke his neck. I laid here for about three days. It was in the middle of summer before somebody found him. Rachel, are you here? Demonic. The cult. What in the hell? Is that a joke? Hello? This is how you begin spooky season. This is how we started off. Welcome everybody to another edition of Unexplained Cases Live. You've got Rick Garner, Darren Dito, Miriam the Medium, and India and Connor from Paranormal Encounters. Welcome guys. Thank you. Hello. You know, we have uh, been trying to chat with y'all since we did a little, uh, oh, it was a little 24-hour extravaganza <laughs> back, in, back in May, I think, uh, which, you know, got to give you some extra cred. So that was for a phenomenal cause there with suicide prevention, basically raised a bunch of cash. But, you know, that that to me is where I was like, you know what, that's pretty legit just because... You know, here's some folks in the field who are truly giving back, and it was an yeah. opportunity for 24 hours to be able to have a whole bunch of spooky conversations. So, mm -hmm. you know, that was that was awesome. Yes, so. definitely. Thank yeah, you. we, we appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that that was our pleasure. But uh, you know, hey, let's uh, let's get into things here, basically. So, uh, Mr. Dito will be doing the interrogation tonight and uh, see what's going on with you guys. All right. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Appreciate. It. Hey, guys, thanks so much for being with us tonight. We appreciate it. Thank yeah, thanks Lisa. for having us. Yeah. So Paranormal Encounters, I'd love to know how it started. I know that uh, you guys kicked things off back in 2012. Was this a courtship that you were dating and then you got married? Or how did this all come together? <laughs> well, I started in 2012 and I was doing it with a couple other guys, uh, friends of mine, for a couple of years. And then I kind of like just sort of stopped doing it with them for a while. And then when Indy and I got together, uh, she knew I did a ghost show and we decided to start it up again and redo the show, I guess, in a new, uh, I don't know what you want to Revamp it. Yeah, revamp it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And, so, and, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, India, now you were skeptical about the whole thing, or I don't know if you're still a skeptic, but what was your first thoughts or opinions on Paranormal? Um, well, I'd been into the paranormal for a very long time, and I had been on some investigations before I met Connor, but I was very, very skeptical, and I didn't believe in a lot, and I hadn't had a lot happen to me until I met Connor at the beginning of last year, and we started doing it, and I I think I, I'm more of a believer now than I was when before I met him, so... <laughs> Really, yeah. was there was there one investigation that really kind of changed your perspective on things? Yeah, it, uh, when we went to a, we did a residential investigation. It was a house here in South Carolina, and very strange things were happening the whole night that we couldn't explain. For example, we were all standing in the dining room, and it was quiet. There was nobody else in the house, and we heard a glass smash in the kitchen. And we could not find glass anywhere. There was nothing. We couldn't find anything that had moved. Nothing was out of place. And that same night, we also heard 
um, a man outside sort of mumbling and there's nobody that lives around that house. Like it's, it's just woods around there. So it was, that was the investigation that made me think, okay, yeah, there's definitely something. She likes to call me a ghost magnet. Yeah, he is a ghost magnet. <laughs> you got like a like a tractor beam to bring the yeah. paranormal activity to you. Well, so when yeah. you get, so you guys got you're on YouTube, but then you also have your show on uh, Prime, which mm -hmm. I've seen some episodes. How the heck does that happen? I mean, it's pretty cool that you know so many people around the world can stream it. How do you get onto something like that? How do you get on Prime? Um, really, I think anybody can really get on Prime. They can distribute uh, it through uh, Amazon or they can have like a distribution company do it for them. Um, they're pretty picky about what they want on there, I guess, like, you know, they want captions, they want certain things like that. But if you know, if you know some stuff about film, anybody can really put anything on Amazon. So when you guys uh, decide on your locations, because you said you're in, in South Carolina, do you go all, all over the country? Do you focus on the eastern part of the U.S.? Uh, how, where, where do you like to go and investigate? Well, right now, since since COVID, we've been stuck yeah. right now. It's a flying yeah. a plane. We've mostly been driving, honestly. We've been going sort of the Midwest around this area. We, the furthest I think we've gone is to the top of Indiana. Yeah, lots of places in Indiana yeah. recently. But uh, we are open to go anywhere. We want to go out west and do some investigations out there. We also we want to go to England and do some there eventually. So, yeah, but most of the East Coast right now. What if you were to go to Europe? Is there is there one place you're like, man, I'd love for us to go do an episode on? Is there one place that you've you know known for years that you've got a strong interest in? Her her family's friends' house. Yeah, uh, we have a we had a family friend when I lived in England that they have a I think it's like four hundred years old their house. It's really really old, and they have so much stuff going on there. And I've heard about it ever since I was little. And they've said we can investigate there when we go. So that's that's one place we really want to do. That'd be pretty cool. I've always wanted to go. That's on my bucket list. You know, I've only been here in the States. You say you mentioned out West. Is there something in the Western U.S. that's been on your bucket list to go investigate? Um, I mean, I just recently been seeing this place. I used to live in Nevada. So like there's a uh, Mackey Mansion, I think it's what's called McMackey mm -hmm. Mansion. It's over towards northern Nevada. I've, I've been wanting to go up there and investigate. Uh, not really. Play, I mean, we we play. We try to find places if we can. Really, there's not really a, anything in the bucket list. It'd be nice to be able to do the uh, Winchester yeah. house. We we like we like the the big locations, but we we really enjoy doing the locations that not many people have heard about. Yeah. So that's what we try and find. We try and get people to uh, find us, and uh, we also we like doing residential investigations as well. So we're open to people asking us to come in and film an episode of their house or whatever just like unique little places you know that no one really heard of so right uh, funny just real quick about the winchester we had a virtual event there where we did an investigation uh with skeleton paranormal our our uh, our friends from uh california and that place is pretty cool if you could get to do an investigation there i don't think you guys would be disappointed at all it's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's pretty amazing yeah i definitely want to do that place one day mm -hmm. so when you go about um because you've got a series what how do you put together specific episodes? Do you have certain criteria or by location or, I mean, what, what goes into the thinking process to come up with an episode for you guys? Well, really we play it by ear, to be honest with you. We don't, we like some places we'll look up the history about it and just see what is unique and what's causing the haunting of the location. But majority of the time it just, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Like, it's like everything really, just falls into place. It, it, we can't, 
we can't really plan it to be honest with you when we're there. Like we, we filmed three episodes uh, a month and a half or two months ago or whatever, when we did whispers of state, but the other two fell out because no, nothing really happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, yeah. that's, we don't really have a plan when we go and do those things. We just basically yeah. just, I guess it's more of a feeling, I guess, what, wherever the area and the place it takes us to. Yeah. We let the building take us where it's going to go. Yeah. And then Connor does most of the filming and Connor does all of the editing. Cause I have no clue how to do any of that. So <laughs> that's pretty much how that goes. Yeah. I, I, I think so. You, you have a camera though. I think I saw you shooting a little bit of video, but you've got the real professional camera Connor, don't yeah. you? Yeah. I like to rent a bunch of, I don't, I don't own the cameras. I like to play with some toys. So I like rent them. So the last camera I rented, whatever was like a pretty expensive camera. I love them. I love, I, I love just cameras. So I just like renting and trying them out, you know, and uh, I used to have a camera last year, but cameras just depreciate unless you own like a professional camera, really expensive ones. I just like to play with the new toys. Have you ever been in a situation where you mentioned the uh, the private residence in South Carolina, but you've both been there and you're like, this is really scary. I think we should leave this this place. We feel like we're in danger. Have you ever had something like that happen? Not for me. I've never had that feeling ever, to be honest with you. I mean, some places you get scared because you're in the dark and you you just don't know if there's like squatters or something in there. You know, you don't want to run into someone in the building. But I mean, that's the only danger I really would feel if I actually did see a real human inside of a haunted place in the middle of nowhere. But I've never had that feeling, feeling like I need to leave somewhere or anything like that. Yeah, I haven't either. I don't, um, I've never felt like I'm in danger. I've, the only place I've ever wanted to leave was um, when we did St. Albans Sanitarium, oh, yeah. Sanatorium, because I, it was so sad and I couldn't take it. And I cried oh. for three days when I came home after doing that place. Yeah, she was not herself. No, it was really weird. So as, we, yeah. so as we went up to Rebecca's room up there and she had that, some people say partial attachment or whatever you you want to say uh right. she herself it was really really strange and concerning that's probably one place i would say that we we felt a little uneasy about being at what about as a couple would you have uh, any type of advice you could give to other folks like yourself people that might be married or dating i mean what would be uh what would you tell them like hey this is a great way to to bond with your significant other <laughs> no this is not that great because Connor does things like lock me in a haunted closet and not tell me that he's locked me in there. <laughs> so Hey, I gotta make sure something happens, okay? And if it does, <laughs> it's on camera. I gotta make sure she stays what she's doing. It's, <laughs> it's good good TV. Yeah, everybody says that she's a brave girl though for doing it. So they don't see me doing it, so she's got it. <laughs> so so India, how do can you get any revenge at all? Are you ever <laughs> able to get back at Connor? You know what? I I'm so tempted to one day just hide and jump out, but I'm not. I don't want him to drop the cameras or something. So it'll have to be like really well planned because Connor scares easily. I do not. <laughs> yes, you do. It, okay, if it's if it's any place that has a ton of spiders, I won't go in there. So that's one mm -hmm. way she could get me back. If something was infested with spiders in some room, I would not. That that would be worse for me. So. I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of bats. If you get into like an old building and they're like flying around by you, what are you guys had something like that or run in like that? Yeah, we had we, we got bad attacks. Yeah, we investigated a school recently and the whole night was there's just like hours of footage of us screaming because bats are coming into our face. Like <laughs> Yeah. I like bats, but not when they're flying at my face. Yeah, you can see them on the night vision camera just swoop right in front of the lens and swoop right in front of her face. Mm -hmm. And it's like any of that one just flew by her face and she'd feel the breeze of it, you know? So it's cool. 
I mean, if you're not there while you're doing it, but yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. Well, you had mentioned earlier Whispers Estate, which I had never heard of, but uh, clearly it's a very haunted place, one of the most haunted places uh, in in the country. How did it come into your wheelhouse? How did you guys learn about it? Um, it's actually been on my bucket list for a while. It was my it, mom, wasn't it? And, and yeah. her, her mom told us about it. But yeah, my I, mom watched a documentary on it, and she was she said this looks interesting. I think you should go here. So. But I, I've known about it for a couple of years. I just, I'm born and raised in Indiana and I never oh, knew okay. it was on there. And not long ago I knew it was down there. And then her mom watched a documentary, like she was saying, I think, what is it called? The, the walls whisper or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So it just got our attention and we reached out to them and they were more than cool with having us come in. And then it just turned out to kind of blow our minds of what happened. You guys had a great episode, and and you've chosen that as you know your remote viewing tonight with uh, with Miriam. What would you like to learn from it? Do you, I'm sure you have plenty of questions that you want to get answers to. Is there anything specific? What? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> because there seems to be so many different like so we encountered so many different things, and it's just like a lot of the stories that they tell you are not documented. So it's like it did that person exist did they not exist like there's a lot of questions about the history of the house yeah i mean we had some stuff happen that i just really couldn't believe happened and uh i just want to i guess know what it was or yeah why who, was, it was. who was with us and like what uh were they trying to get our attention were they trying to tell us something yeah some, yeah perfect mr. mr garner yes before we get to that and before we get to the surprise, since it is spooky season, well, we've got a surprise that's coming uh, up for everyone that's coming up this month. Unexplained Cases chose to save Halloween. On Saturday, October 24th, join us for a special one-night-only virtual event. Special guests from A&E's Ghost Hunters, Daryl Martson and Mustafa Gadlari will investigate the Red Mill Hauntings live with Miriam the Medium. Experience with Daryl and Mustafa a scary and suspenseful haunted trail and house. Check out our Halloween party and get dressed up for our live costume contest. Winners get cash and prizes. All hosted by Malia Maligno from Macabre Mondays and Grave Hunter. It's all for one night, October 24th. Full details and tickets available at facebook.com slash unexplained cases. So your challenge is to keep watching this, but in the meantime, feel free to open another tab and go over there and check out facebook.com slash unexplained cases. Get your tickets because it's going to be a grand old time to say oh, yeah. that. It's going to be awesome. Like going to be awesome. But uh, without further ado, a little surprise here, basically. I'd like to bring in uh, Angela Boley. She is our uh, psychic artist. And uh, hey, Angela, how are we doing? Doing great today, are you? Awesome. As always, we appreciate you joining. And since uh, India and Connor didn't know anything about what's going on, I'll go ahead and uh, uh, put this little uh, jewel that you sent over to me. And uh, I guess uh, before I uh, put this up, just to explain. So Angela, how she works is all she has to do is have a person's basically first and last name, um, city and state where they're at. And then she's actually able to paint spirits that are around individuals. So uh, we have this, and I will let Angela explain what's going on. 
And now this person came to me, and I believe he's more attached to Connor, um, but he paints himself as a as an uncle. The name that popped to my head was Luther. He passed away around age 60. I got that he didn't give me his occupation, but I got that he kind of lived a very ordinary life. But it feels very important for him that now he has passed, and he passed shortly after retirement, so he didn't really get to enjoy retirement. But it was important for him that you don't make the same mistakes he did and that he's, his exact words were, I want you to be smarter than I was in life. And then I picked up around India that you have a spirit guide, a animal totem, an Arctic fox that is around you all the time is a very powerful guide for you. And this is a very white in the white face of the Arctic fox with very bright blue eyes that is serving as your protector and guide. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. So any, uh, any, any connections or thoughts there, uh, Connor, to put you on the spot a little bit there, basically just was curious <laughs> if, uh, you know, you had any extra comments on that. Well, to be a hundred percent honest with you guys, I don't really, this person might have, uh, relation to me, but I don't know my my dad's side. I don't think it's anything with my mom's side, but I don't know my dad and my dad's family at all. So it, it right. could, and I'm I'm not sure to be honest with you, but uh, I don't think it's anybody on my mom's side. It'd be most likely on my dad's side if if that's the case. Okay. I just don't know that side of the family to be honest with you. Sure. Well, uh, Angela, you're going to be uh, doing your thing uh, while we're uh, doing the remote viewing of the location. And so we'll check in with Angela a little bit later on because she will be able to add an extra visual element to the remote viewing. So um, uh, I'll put you back in the green room for now, Angela, but look forward to checking in with you in just a little bit. See ya. All right. So uh, at this at this particular junction, then uh, it's time for a little remote viewing action. So I'll uh, I'll get the old the old video rolling, and then uh, I'll I'll step out as usual. Bye, Rick. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, give me a sec. Let me see. Uh, for some reason, I'm being guided to look at your photo first, which is why I asked. There's connection we're gonna get there in a minute okay so this first room where, where is this where, where is this located it's in mitchell indiana mitchell indiana okay um hang on i'm i'm kind of being a little blocked for some reason so let me find out why Okay, there's, okay, so there's spirits outside that are blocking my entrance. That's why. There's two of them that sit outside in the chair. Ah, not in the chair. They sit in the big swinging chair. Um, hold on. They're questioning me. One sec. So let's see. I kind of feel like I need those photos, but. Um, are they tied to the house? I mean, where they're oh, part yeah. of the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's a good question. Meaning, they did they live there? Sorry. Yeah. Um, good question. <clears throat> I don't know. So let's see. These guys, it's two men, older men, sitting in the swing, wanting to know why I'm there. They are tied to the land, not the house. Um, oh, that house is dark. 
Uh, <laughs> okay, so I'm just standing at the bottom of the steps right now. They're asking me, what do you want? This is not unusual when we do remote viewings. They're typically, especially in extremely haunted locations, there tends to be like these gatekeepers out front um, that want, uh, the experience has been, they want to make sure that I'm not going to remove anybody, which of course I never make that promise, but they, um, they try to enforce that. Um, but these two gatekeepers are, uh, I gotta try and get past them. Hang on. Uh, guys, so you have a connection to the land. Yeah. Uh, plantation they're saying it was a plantation at some point. These guys were slave owners. Um, uh, for some reason, they're saying it wasn't documented that slaves were owned out in Indiana specifically, maybe, or in that location. Uh, it's been denied. It's been um, on some level. So anyway, I, that's what my guides are telling me because these guys won't own up to what they so I'm getting information from both sides, from my people and from them. Um, okay, so I'm going to start making my way in. Uh, they're, of course, telling me that I can't remove anybody. I'm telling them I can't. I won't make that promise. Um, I'm, but I'm going to enter, okay? I'm bringing in some backup here. So anyone watching, if you haven't done a remote viewing before, you can join in. But I would, in this house in particular, I'd be very cautious about moving in front of me. Enter at your own risk. Um, there's attachments in there. There's meaning there's beings in there. Now, I'm not a big, I'm not going to say I'm not a big fan of attachments, but I haven't had, I haven't experienced a lot of those because um i we haven't come across a, attachments happen to people that are incredibly vulnerable and are also looking for it and i'm not going to say asking for it or wanting it consciously but subconsciously they're looking for that there's only the only way something can attach to you is if both parties are willing and in this situation in this home there are a lot of beings in there that are looking to get out they're looking to attach to someone to follow them out, to walk out with them. Um, they, they, these are fully developed beings that uh, don't want to cross over. They're not in the frame of mind to move on. They just want to attach and get out. There was, um, yeah, I, there's Tony saying there was an attachment to you, India. Very now. Uh, let me back up. You're not incredibly vulnerable and you're not asking for it. So I just want to make that clear. This attachment, they're showing it. It was, it, it's like it, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because they're giving me an example. You know, when you like follow another car in through the garage when the garage door opens, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, or like, that's kind of what they did as you were walking out, they kind of jumped up next to you and then detached. It's, uh, as soon as like you were outside, they attached and then detached. Um, reason for that is that you aren't we're not willing to harbor an attachment mm -hmm. um so anyway these uh this house has so many of those little beings there isn't a lot of people that have gone through this house is there yeah are you asking me I guess she's means like how many people have investigated it like is, is it, it there's not tours that go through and nothing like that right um 
So the owner, I don't know about who, what they did before. I just know that the owner currently, um, so does Sandra, gives like sort of tours before people do investigations, but I don't know if they actually do just standalone tours. Okay, just because there's so many, like people would leave with attachments for sure in this house. Like I've never experienced anything like this. It's got so much uh, like, like I don't know how to describe that well, energy. Hey, Miriam, let me ask you, because mm -hmm. uh, supposedly that there might be a vortex portal that runs up from the front parlor into the third uh, floor room attic. So uh -huh. if there's so, so much attachment, could those people be popping in and out of there and then, you know, attaching themselves? Yeah, that might be what that is. There's just so, because I just, there's so much swirling energy that is not fully developed. It's like they're these, there's like they're not fully developed spirits that you can have full-on conversations with um, that have lived there and died and have history. There's just so many swarming beings that are just kind of half-developed that attach and that would make sense if there's the, a, a vortex i'm not feeling a vortex like at that other house remember mississippi darren? house yeah hey real yes. quick before we jump into that darren asked real quick uh how do you know you have an attachment on you that's a good question um didn't uh, india didn't you and connor say there was an experience that you had like that yeah you if you want to why don't you answer that first and i can add on um I don't know if I would call it an attachment, but I had an experience where I was in a room where a woman had lost a baby and she had also taken her own life. And I'd seen a shadow out the corner of my eye. And then it took me like a few, like a couple of minutes to process it. And then I just started crying and grieving basically. It felt as if somebody had died and I could not stop crying. And I cried for about three days and I couldn't stop crying. And that's, I, I've never done that before. It was very bizarre. It just felt like I was grieving something that somebody that I didn't know. So. How did, when did it go away? How did it go away? Um, I don't really remember. I think it just kind of gradually faded away, but it, yeah. it did take, you know, two or three days for me to just kind of, stop i would just start thinking about this woman at random times and just burst into tears so mm -hmm. that that wasn't an attachment you're right that yeah. was you have the ability okay so i'm not going to answer darren's question in a minute but india you have the ability to channel people spirits um they enter you um, so I'm sure you're familiar with some mediums that actually channel, they allow spirits inside their body and then to mm -hmm. communicate through them. I don't believe in that for myself. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just something I choose not to do. I don't allow spirits to enter me, but you have that ability and that's what happened to you that night. So you need to be cautious because mm -hmm. if you don't harness the ability, it's going to happen to you regularly. You're not going to understand what's happening or why. But mm -hmm. that's what happened to you then. So to answer Darren's question, um, every it's interesting because I know everybody has different experiences when they have an attachment, but there's this sense of not feeling like yourself, um, of having emotions and experiences that you wouldn't normally have, um, fears, anxieties that don't match up to your life and your experience. Um, that's just one example, a few examples, but I know people who have actually had attachments probably have much more in-depth, um, information to answer that. Um, so 
this house, so it's not a vortex um, where we've experienced that vortex at the Mississippi house. This is a different type of vortex. Uh, let me explain this. It's not something that goes underground and is like a, a portal of, of like ed entry and exit. This is spirits are actually getting stuck. It's like a it's like the like a cyclone almost. Um, it's like if you enter the house, you can get sucked up into it. And because this was this is a plantation or it was on um, it, it and because this was kept a secret, they keep stressing that it was kept a secret for some reason. I don't know if again, I go back to I don't know if slavery was kept a secret there. I don't know if plantations now they pretend like it didn't happen. But there were so many spirits that um, slaves that were there and died and nobody um, nobody cared. <laughs> Plus the fact that it, if there was such um, secrecy and denial, these poor spirits, just some of them didn't even like when they died, they didn't even they didn't pass on, but they also just kind of stayed stuck in this place of neglect and rejection and um, loss. Um, it's really sad. And so they're attaching to people to just try to get out of the house. These two beings, these two men that sit in the front of the house, they are the ones that don't, um, they actually don't like spirits leaving. They actually like to accumulate a lot of, um, they, these guys are a little, I would say not full on, but pretty, pretty demonic in the sense that they feed off of these spirits that are struggling and suffering and they want they keep them in there they try to keep them in there and they don't want them to to leave and that's why some of these that one spirit that attached to you india and walked out and then ran basically it's like it's no different than a humans being kidnapped and kept uh, against their will and then they find an out they find a way to escape um and that's what you've got you've got that going on in there hang on hold on the the these dudes at the front are coming up to me i'm giving away too much information hold on um i need a i need some backup here the fuck okay so uh-uh okay uh i'm not stop i'm not gonna stop talking so what do you guys want to do um no we're not going to sit here. We're not going to fight. I'll tell you that right now. Back off. Go back to your chair. That go back to your chair. They're they're trying to push me out. Like I can physically feel them push me out. No, we're not leaving. Okay, so I'm pushing past them. I'm going to attempt to. I don't know. This might be too much. It might be too. And not. This may not be safe. God, I hope my mom's not watching. She's going to be calling me any minute. Don't go in that house. It's fine. Uh, okay, I'm gonna. Anyway, Darren, somebody yeah. asked a question. I need to. Uh, I need to work on this and then try to divert this energy. Um, Do you want me to to ask uh, India and Connor or ask? Yeah, or do... yeah. I need to deal with this for a sec. Uh, okay. Internally. Hey, hopefully she can connect with the most famous person there in the home, Rachel. Um, the little girl that died, I guess she got what, burned around Christmas and then she died a couple of days later. There was some video, uh, India, of you with you guys had a spirit box or something where it said uh, Rachel's name. Is is that what happened? Just tell me about that story. Um, we, <laughs> we had a portal like connected up to our spirit box and we were listening to it. And um, we weren't 
getting that much, I don't think, to start off with. And then um, it had only been a couple of minutes. And uh, the name Rachel came through clear as day. We both heard it at the same time and looked at each other. And I kind of yelled out because I was so shocked at how clear it was. Because just the chances of that coming through are so like nothing. It's like that doesn't happen. Yeah, and it's not echoed either. You can just seriously hear it. It's crazy. So can I interrupt really quick? I got as soon as you said the name Rachel, she screamed out for help. This place is gross. I can't. Do people live there? I don't. Uh, I don't think anybody lives there. I think that the the manager stays there, but I don't think she lives there. Dude, she's nuts. Okay, hold on. Hold that thought. That girl Rachel. She that little. She's about five years old. She has a big. Uh, like she looks so much like Shirley Temple. She looks so much like Shirley Temple. That's what she's showing me. And she's asking for help. Uh, so uh, India, because you had, you heard her, I want you to take a second. Can you feel, if you allow yourself, can you connect with her? Can you feel her? I mean, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so close your eyes, take okay. three deep breaths, just relax. Okay. There's, there's, you cannot do this wrong. Just take three deep breaths, really long, long inhale, long exhale. Take your time. Say her name in your head. Say her name in your head. Just keep saying Rachel. She's coming closer. She's connected to you for some reason. You have a history of losing children. That's why you connect so strongly to these women who've lost children and children. You've lost many children in many lifetimes. Uh, sorry, she's here. So I want you, I want you to just focus on her, put your arms out, call in your angels. Doesn't matter if you know them or see them or feel them. And we're going to ask her to, we're going to get her out of there. We got to get her out of there. That's that place is not right. And she does not belong there anymore. L any of you watching, you can feel Rachel. Just start lifting her up. Just start lifting her up. Put you gotta you gotta pull hard because these dudes really aren't messing around. And you just get her out. Push her out. She's crying, man. She's messed up. Oh my god. Uh, India, do you feel anything? It's okay if you don't. I I mean I don't think so. <laughs> Okay, that's all right. What? Why do you say you don't think so? Um, I don't. What, what? Why are you hesitating? Because I feel like I have to be there to be able to feel it. I don't. You don't. You don't. That's not spirits all around us all the time. We are everywhere always. You don't need to be in a physical location to experience anything, especially you, because you have the ability for spirits to speak through you. You do not need to be there. Because of you, because you connected with her, you because you found her, you're getting her out. So I can feel a couple of the people in the uh, audience. They can, uh, they feel their connection to her. Just lift her up. Just, just uh, India. Just picture lifting her up and out. Just imagine it. Create it in your memory. Everyone else who's feeling it, just push her out. She's, she's, she's going. That was, in, it was so important, India, for you to. Uh, have found her that day that you were there because I don't think I would have found her without that tonight because these guys are not letting me, uh, they're blocking so much. Okay, she's gone. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt that conversation. It's like I forced you to start one and then I interrupted. Um, 
did you want to finish your thoughts on Darren? You had asked her about Rachel. Oh yeah. When she had talked about that, but there was one other interesting point and we just saw it when you were guys were upstairs in that bathroom, you were laying in the, uh, the bathtub. Isn't that where the, the guy like fell, broke his neck in the fifties or sixties. Yeah. I guess had a couple of weird noises or, or screams or something that happened. Just tell us about that. That was kind of crazy. Okay. So, I think our original plan was to try to communicate with the guy who fell in the bathroom, honestly. And then we weren't in there that long and we set up the voice recorder. India so happens to lay in the bathtub and I'm in there trying to film her and we're getting ready to do an EVP session. And we start asking questions because look, our luck is we never really get any EVPs no matter whatever we go to. So we tried doing it this time. And then instead of actually getting an EVP, we actually heard an AVP. We were hearing what sounds like uh, a, a girl screaming. And I'm standing next to like a window, but Whispers Estates has all of the windows blacked out with black tapes. There's no sunlight that comes in. So like it didn't sound like it was coming from out the window. It sounded like it was coming from out the hallway towards where the other camera was filming us inside the bathroom. It sounded like it was somewhere in the house. So it, it was just kind of like something that just kind of took us by surprise because I don't think we even expected to get, I mean, it's two o'clock in the morning. It's yeah, just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm replaying it back as I'm talking about it. I'm just thinking about it as I'm talking about it. And it's just, I don't know still what that was. Yeah. I, when we got home, I listened to screams of every animal I could think of and nothing sounded like a scream. It sounds like a, a child screaming. And it didn't happen just once. It kept going, it kept on, going. on and on. Yeah. And then I was getting to the point like, okay, this has got to be natural. It's got to be something that we're hearing outside, but I'm by the window. So it's, it can't be. And when you're inside the house, you can't hear anything. We're upstairs. The doors are all shut upstairs. So it kind of like blocks out any sound from down the stairs because down the hallway, down the stairs is the front door. But I mean, I couldn't, India couldn't hear me downstairs when she was upstairs in um, Rachel's room. Uh, so like, <coughs> I don't know what that noise was to this Sorry. day. That noise was another India. You're like, you got kids, man. You just you bring kids around you. That at least in this house, that these kids were gravitating towards you. Um, that was a young girl, ten, um, African American, um, beaten. She was part of a family of slaves, um, and just i can't i'm not i'm not gonna relive or or speak about what i've been shown it's horrific so that's her hold on i want to see if i can help her um it's like a elijah or something well this is kind of but, interesting not to not to break up here but uh i think it's connery is how you say it uh briefly looked up some history and slavery became illegal there when indiana became a state in 1816 but not all slave owners let their slaves go. So you're ah. talking about by connection to the land, this house wasn't built until 1894. So maybe there was some type of a, a plantation or something else in that area, that town or that property. Um, you know, I didn't know that actually going that far back for Indiana. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you should say about the kids because one thing that I am pretty known for is having, um, child spirits come forward to me a lot is that true mm -hmm. yeah 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 so even more the reason for you to join in on this one elijah uh sorry, elijah's the, the little girl we're gonna move over um uh india 
Um, and I'm also wanting to call on our audience again to help with Elijah's stuck. Um, those screams are, she's, she's stuck and she's stuck in horror and terror. Um, okay, so I gotta get past that and help her. So again, India, close your eyes, take three deep breaths. Her name's Elijah, she's very clear about that. Um, again, this is the reason why you guys heard it is because it was for you to help pass her over. Um, I want you to think of, or visually, if you need to, imagine, visually see, place your hands underneath her um, and just lift her up. It, you can't imagine it wrong. Just whatever the first thing is you feel or see, she's crying and screaming so bad. So she's not even feeling us around her right now. Um, I've got these two just massive angels that have just come down for her because she's been, it's like she's been set free finally. Oh, okay. She's just keep imagining lifting her, lifting her. She's stopping for a minute. Hang on. But her angels are surrounding her. These, these guys are, are, are pulling. Hang on. I got to get in the middle. God, these guys are a-holes. Um, you talk about the two guys that are out on the swing chair? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're like the gatekeepers of this place. Um, Elijah, she's Elijah. She's saying, uh, "Thank, tell that woman thank you. Tell Looks that like woman we, thank you. We got a quick India. shout out for Gary. It says, this show rocks. Hi, Connor in India. Keep your passion and talent producing. A little shout out for you guys. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Uh, India, did you hear that? Did you hear what I said? Uh, about, yes, I, yes, I did hear that. Okay, so she sent her thanks, she sent her love. Um, so continue, she, whether you're feeling it or not, she, she knows you. Both of those little girls are very aware of what you heard and how you helped them. That's really important. Okay, hang on, she's still here. What is it? Okay. I, I want to let you go. I don't, you don't need to stay. She's just scared to leave because her whole life has just been scary. Okay, you can go. Whew, God, it's fascinating how massive some of these angels are depending on the level of pain and also the level of resistance that they, or darkness they come from. It's an incredible little girl. Man, that was fascinating. Okay, next. Where, what, what do we want to do next? Well, it's uh, you've got a, a laundry list. I don't know. Uh, there, there's a, a story that uh, we we're talking about where a gentleman slipped and fell in a bathtub in the '50s and the '60s in a in a, in a upstairs bedroom. Uh, sadly, there was a, the, an infant that died. Um, it was, um, and correct me, guys, if, if if I'm wrong, but that would have been was that Rachel's little sister then. It would have been the uh, the Gibbons's daughter. Is that right? That would have died. Um, the infant that died, I'm not sure whose family that was, um, because, because Rachel was adopted. So I'm oh, not that's right. That's right. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not right. sure. But yes. There, there was, I did read something about an infant dying in the house. Um, actually there was, <laughs> there's quite a few kids in that house. Here's the yeah. thing. Here's yeah. the thing though. It's, it's all myth too. So yeah. there, is, there is no documentation. Well, there is, I think there's some documentation of some things, but not all of it is documented. Yeah. It's not everything is documented. So that's the infant isn't there. There's, there isn't an infant there. What about a, what about a young boy, young man that uh, might've 
fallen uh, down the stairs and, and sadly died. Do you, do you pick up anything on, on that by chance? No. No. Nothing. Okay. Does, doesn't, I mean, someone in the audience may feel it, but I do not feel him there. I don't feel the dude that slipped and fell either. So really it was just Rachel and then Elijah and then whoever these other gentlemen, these, these bad dudes. But to be fair, that doesn't mean that those are the only people there. By no means, there's so much energy in that home. And so there may be someone in the audience that feels someone or something else. Because you guys noticed when you said Rachel, it triggered it. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's right there. When um, you pointed out there's the screaming, I, I hooked right in. It's like there's so much to pick from. I don't know who and what and how. So uh, it seems like the guidance is bringing me to there, to the... Um, other than this like whirlpool that's in the center of the home that has these beings that are, um, like I said, the ones that are attached, attaching, um, it's like they can't get out. They, these guys in the front will not them out. I'm curious, why can't I do anything about these guys in the front? Can I, I've already, yeah, they're saying you've already, all right, don't. Okay, you, I, I'll leave them. Can I ask Go a ahead. question? Yeah. Um, when I was in uh, Rachel's bedroom, I heard somebody knocking on her door, and I'm just curious if you can tell who that was. Mm, male. Um, uh, these guys are so dark, it's actually making me nauseous, and I've never had that happen to me before. Uh, it was one of them. It was the one on the right. Not that that means anything to you guys, but to me, it's either I seeing him sitting here, and it's this dude, tall, thin, white, pale, gross, just gross. So he these knocked on the door so, just to scare you, yeah. So they're not a, they're not demons, are they? Uh, they're 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 they were saying that's pretty demonic energy. It's like I if there was a demon scale, they'd be somewhere like right below middle. Do they physically, uh, can they physically harm you or touch you, slap you, scratch you? I think there's been some reports of that that people have been, you know, messed with in the, in the house. Are, are these guys doing it? Or are they capable, yes. of, capable of that? Yes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. No one else in that home is demonic. Those two are. Everything else in that home is being held captive by those two which is not that surprising because that's what slave ownership was. They held people captive. I mean, and they just, they refuse to pass over. They don't want to have no desire to pass over because um, they don't want to pay their, they don't want to pay the price for what they've done. So they're just choosing to stay stuck. I keep asking if I can, you know, go up against them and remove them and they're telling me to leave it alone so i'll leave it alone interesting okay well i was going to say um looking at the time if this would be a good time to be able to check in with um angela to see what um what you've been working on while we've been there well, trying to get this i'll make that uh, full so everybody can see that better there we go <laughs> sorry Trying to get this the right angle so you can see her. That's good. Um, who, who is I, it? 
the very first thing, the very first thing that stood out with the whispers, even the first, um, even at the entrance there, this woman kept standing out to me and she kept saying, I lost my baby. I lost my baby. Um, and I got a, a overwhelming sense of sadness, a mixture of sadness and anger too. It felt like she was trapped there um, where she was in a relationship that with the males very domineering, um, very aggressive and, and just, she felt like so powerless and then she, she literally had a baby in her arms and pass away. Um, it's just devastating to her. And I was in her portrait. I'm trying to do, um, you know, tears because I just see her with tears streaming down her face. Wow. Um, and she's saying, my baby, my baby. And I first, I felt like she was dominant there. Like maybe she was running things. But I, but the, the closer I got to her, the more I felt grief and the more mm. sadness came through. So she's there. Um, but her baby is not with her and mm. he is still very very much grieving um mm. she's so helpless um wow but she is a very strong presence for me in fact she kind of leaped out of me at, even at the when the very first scenes of the of the whispers estate on the very first room going in that hallway she just kind of leaped out at me for me um she um she feels like she really needs to be released so she can rejoin her baby. Um, okay. Getting, um, I keep getting different female names. I'm not sure what her name is. Um, but I just get a sense of a woman with her hair um, high in a bun, very black eyes, very dark eyes, very sad, and a kind of a light blue dress. And um she just wanders throughout the house, like from room to room, my baby, my baby. Do you um, want to, do you want to uh, pass her on now? Yes. I feel like she okay. should be allowed to leave. Yeah. What I'm running into is those, his people up front, they're just kind of like strong guys. Mm -hmm. And I, I almost want to, um, to move her on. I almost feel like I have to open up something inside of the house, like the doorway to heaven in the house and try to, to be by past those guys and just swoosh her out and bring another female through mm -hmm. um female angel like a very high-ranking female to help um cross her over mm -hmm. um, uh, if that's what you need to do go for it okay um holy mary mother god my guide and my protector um you who have feel so much empathy towards women especially women who have lost children Holy Mary, Mother God, I ask for your loving peace and your presence to fill the whispers of mansion and especially to seek out this woman who has lost an infant who feels so helpless and powerless. I ask you to please open the gates of heaven there for her. And I'm seeing light in the room. I'm kind of seeing it in flashes. And I don't know if you're seeing this. I'm sort of seeing on this hallway. And I'm seeing a light open and it's okay it's, good it was flashy and mm -hmm. she's noticing it um please move towards the light holy mary mother god can you come forward to her and kind of bring her to you i do see someone coming out from the light and kind of gesturing to her okay and it looks strange to her because the woman that's coming out of the light is very blue and almost entirely blue and veiled. So it looks very strange to her. 
but she's gesturing like this, like, come here, come here. Mm. It's okay. And she's very hesitant because she's afraid that her baby is still somewhere in the mansion. So she's sort of hesitating to cross. Um, Holy Mary, Mother God, could you show her her child? Where is her child now? Is her child in heaven? Is her child on the other side? Can you open that up to her and, and assure her that you're that you have her child. And she's now the figure that's turned blue has turned white and is showing her a baby. Um, she's mm. trying for her to come through and come through. And now another figure is behind her. Okay, so there are other people coming through trying to get her to cross. And it's it's a tough effort because she's crying, she's weeping, she says, I don't want to leave my baby. And they're trying to tell her, no, your baby's with us. Come with us, come with us, your baby is with us. And they're trying to show her, it looks like they're trying to show her like a, like a nursery on the other side. And they're mm. trying to her to come through. And they're telling you, you can hold your baby here. You can hold her baby. And she's moving towards the light. And I feel like she is crossed the threshold now. Oh, good. So she's perfect. Wow. So Nicely done. That's uh, uh, three three victories, not just two, actually. And we got three victories going on tonight. That's awesome. Yeah. My goodness. Well, Angela, cool. thank you as thank always. Thank you, Angela. Yeah. That was Thanks, amazing. Angela. I've been uh, scrolling across how people can uh, get in touch with you, of course, to be able to uh, take advantage of your awesome talents. And we appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. Just go to my Facebook page, Angela Boley Portrait Artist. You can just leave a comment on one of my paintings and images there that you're very interested. And I'll reach out to you and I'll be more than happy to see what I can do to help you. You rock. Right. Thanks, Thanks, Angela. Angela. Bye. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, hey, you know, we've got uh, just a few minutes to unpack everything. So, um, India, Connor, not exactly your uh, average Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> 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 what uh, what uh, thoughts on uh, your experience there, basically? Um, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, I don't know. Um, I think it's interesting that you just were talking about me like losing children in every, like, in, did you say in like past lives or? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I've never, <laughs> I had no idea about that. That was uh, just interesting. I mean, what do you think? India, India used a nanny and stuff too. Mm -hmm. So she has a connection with children. So I, I'm, I'm not surprised why she would have children spirits uh, attracted to her at places that we go to or even before. You yeah. Know? And I, I was also told uh, a few years ago by somebody else that um, they think that I'm have, I have empathic tendencies towards mm -hmm. children. So mm. I don't know. And if you have empathic tendencies towards children, you have them towards any being. Mm -hmm. um, it's just that because of your lifetimes with children, it's easier for you, whether that's subconscious or not, it's easier for you to connect. Um, it honestly, you just, you just have to believe you don't believe you have like this little wall that doesn't believe you're, you're look, always looking for proof. Like, even though I know that's the work you do, but it's like you get so, I almost want to say 
they're not these spirits aren't going to start talking through the equipment for you until you start believing because you hear and see so much and then you're like well how come it's not coming through the equipment because that can't be your proof you have to believe they just keep saying you have to believe it's there use it or it can start to affect you it can you can it can start to it can cause depression it can cause anxiety start to use it use it when you go on locations um just know that it's there there's no wrong way just be open Okay. Awesome. Good advice. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, in the final minutes, uh, India and Connor, what uh, tell people how to connect with you, or uh, also any cool stuff that y'all have uh, coming up? You've you've got the floor to share. All right. So um, we're getting ready to film a new episode next week. We're going to a really really cool place. Uh, no one has ever done this place before, so we are super excited. We were telling you guys about earlier that we like to do places that. Um, no one has really done before just because it's, it's very unique for us. And I think that's why sort of too, like why we don't have so many episodes out. we like to, I guess, try to nitpick what we do. Um, cool. we are, you guys can watch our episodes on Amazon and YouTube, youtube.com slash paranormal encounters, or you can go to Amazon and watch them. Uh, we should be having a new episode out before Halloween. So mm, cool. Nice. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, you, you've been a pleasure. And uh, you we have. appreciate uh, Thank having you. you here. Thank you tonight. for having us. Oh, our pleasure. Absolutely. Anytime. Everybody in the chats, y'all have been burning it up. We appreciate you. Thanks for the love and support. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.